630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Ryan Lindgren with the only goal of the game to this point. Six minutes left in the second period. Rangers leading the Lightning 1-0 in Game 5. The CFL season is underway. Alouettes and Stampeders tied 7-7 late in the first quarter in Calgary. Tomorrow, Ottawa at Winnipeg. Saturday, Hamilton at Saskatchewan. And then your Edmonton Elks at the BC Lions. That is a 6-30 Countdown to kickoff here on 630 Chet, and then the game will start at 8. Dave, Morley, Brendan, and Blake, your broadcast crew. Exciting to get the uh, CFL going with a full 18-game season for the first time since uh, 2019. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. We're going to go to the CertainTeed hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. I am always pleased to welcome longtime golf writer and author to the program, Lauren Rubenstein. Lauren, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing very well. It's nice to uh, to catch up with you. Now, I, you and I, we always dive into golf. You've been on uh, talking about golf on the show for several years, and I always enjoy it. Do you sit down and watch uh, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs? Will you watch CFL? Like, what what else do you get into besides golf, if anything? Yeah, I like all those sports, but over the years, because of the playoffs gone so long in each sport, that I'll tend to watch, you know, as we're coming up to the end, I certainly, being a diehard Leaf fan, I watched all their series that they lost, <laughs> when they lost the last two games, uh, and then since then, it's been sporadic, and then I'll pick it up again, whoever gets into the finals, you know, it takes, what, four series to get to the finals, so, you know, after the Leafs are out, I sort of watch it only sporadically, if I hear that Connor McDavid, you know, I've been watching a bit of him, because he's so good and McKinnon, those kind of players, I like to watch them. And same with football. Football, I'll watch, you know, I'll watch the Argos. I'll watch, I'll certainly watch the Great Cup. I mean, I've been to a whole bunch of Great Cups over the years. Um, NFL, I'm not so much into, but I am more in, I'm in, I watch March Madness, and uh, I even have a team that I follow because of a friend of mine who went to Michigan Law School, and so he's made me a big fan of the Wolverines. So I watch them in football and basketball, and I'm pretty aware of their fortune. So, yeah, I like watching other sports. Tennis, recently, you know, watching Nadal and uh, seeing all the young players coming up there. Yeah, so I tend to follow, you know, all those sports. I wouldn't say, I, you know, it's all appointment viewing for me, but I keep in touch. And certainly the well, Blue Jays and, you know, because I, and now I have, I, you know, with family in New York and uh, my grandson is a big, big Mets fan. Matter of fact, oh, wow. we're, taking, <laughs> we're taking him to a big, um, we're taking him to a Blue Jays uh, Red Sox game uh, later this year in Boston, and then we're taking him to the to Cooperstown because a friend of mine is getting inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So we're going to go that. So yeah, well, who's, I, I like, who's, I like who's watching your, every. Who's your friend that's going into the Hall of Fame? That's amazing. Jim Cott, uh, oh, uh, yeah. pitcher, yeah. Broad- yeah, broadcaster as well, yeah. He's a broadcaster. Yeah, I got to know him very well over the years down in Florida. We play a lot of golf together. He loves playing golf. He can play both left and right-handed. Sometimes he'll have matches against himself. He'll have a caddy. Caddy's carrying a right-handed set on one shoulder, a left-handed set on another, and uh, he'll play against himself. Well, that's convenient if you don't have a playing partner. <laughs> <laughs> got to green yeah. these, though, double, I guess, or do they? Well, 
That's a good question. No, he belongs to a club, so he doesn't have to worry about that, except for paying his annual stipend. But, uh, yeah, he, he once shot, yeah, a few years ago, he shot his age um, a couple of days in a row, both right-handed and left-handed. That is amazing. Well, that's cool. Wow, that's amazing that he's that good both-handed, for sure. Okay, <laughs> well, and uh, you mentioned following the Oilers when you could. I mean, if you're in the East... They weren't at a very good time for people in the East to watch until they got into the... Because some of those games would have been 10.30 Eastern. So. Yeah, they're out now, right? Joke. Yeah, like how many people yeah. were staying up to watch those west of or east of Manitoba. But anyway, um, Canadian Open started today. Uh, any any Before we dive into this uh, live tour stuff, any, any uh, anything catch your eye today for the Canadian stuff? You know, nice to see uh, Mackenzie Hughes off to such a good start. And there are a few other players who were definitely, you know, after one round, they have, you know, you can shoot yourself out of the tournament. Um, but no, you know, most most of them, well, I wouldn't say most of them, but some of them are still up in there. I think uh, I haven't got the scores right in front of me, but Adam Hadwin, you know, played all right. I think he shot around even par, maybe one under Corey Connors. Uh, Got off the bad start, but he, you know, brought a bag. He's one over par, seventy-one. I mean, you can play from that. We'll see. Tomorrow will be a big day, really, for a lot of these players. I mean, they'll either be just on the cut line or miss the cut, or with a hot round. I mean, we know that there are some sixty-twos, sixty-threes out there. That's what the leader um, shot today, sixty-three. So, of course, it's still going to be soft. It doesn't. It's going to be sunny tomorrow, but it'll still be soft. They can't get all the moisture out of the course after all the rain from a couple of days ago. So, um, you know, I think it's a pretty good feel. A pretty good uh, result after the first day for excitement. Rory McIlroy shooting 66. Justin Thomas one under, so he's still there. Not great, but you know, again, didn't shoot himself out. So I think it's going to be a, a good weekend, really, if uh, somehow people's attention can go to that and not the live golf. Unfortunately for the okay. Canadian Open. Well, yeah, and that's where I want to take you because I mean we've kind of been hearing about this. Uh, other tour for a few months now and now it's going well we got 17 players actually suspended i, I mean what what's well maybe this is a tough question but where is this heading like is this a legitimate challenge to the pga tour are we going to have two competing tours for a time here i mean you've covered the sport for a long time lord what's your take on this well, I've certainly never seen anything like this, although it was building, and, you know, most people were thinking it wouldn't get to this point, but obviously the um, the Saudis, the people behind it, their public investment fund, they've shown that, you know, it's not a business proposition, at least right now, they're not going to gain any, there's no business model that this thing works at, paying $200 million to Mickelson, you hear, and $100 million to DeChambeau, who's coming on board, and Dustin Johnson, $150 million. but, you know, when you got five, $600 billion, you know, at your disposal, they can just keep doing this for years and years and years, and they may well do that. So I wouldn't say, yeah, it is. It's uh, whatever word you want to use, a challenge or a threat to the PGA Tour. It's a challenge to the way the PGA Tour is structured. It's going to probably end up being a challenge in the courts. I think a lot of these, uh, whether it's going to continue in any way to be the thing is, the tournament itself, you know, this may change over time. It just doesn't feel that interesting. What's interesting is that this thing exists and that it's gotten to this point, you know. But as far as the validity of the tournament and some of these older players playing against one another, now when you've got younger guys and, you know, DeChambeau is, what, 28? I think Reed may be in his early 30s, something like that. So when you got those players coming to come, I think it coming to play, I think you're going to see 
more and more younger players coming to it because, you know, I mean, it makes the FedEx Cup. It's ridiculous that with this gigantic prize, look almost paltry, doesn't it? When you're talking, if you get guaranteed 100 million college kids, they've got a college kid in their plan. So, you know, I think it is a, a threat. Yeah, I mean, it is a threat to the PGA Tour, and it's a threat to the whole kind of governance and structure of tour golf to that dp world tour which used to be the european tour to other lesser tours to the lpga tour it's just really shaken things up and they've got as i say you know bottomless funds to keep going at it yeah deshambo's 28 you you were bang on with that it is interesting to me because i i I can't imagine the pga tour being challenged but it but it is being challenged and i was reading today too it was interesting how the pga tour kind of built up because wasn't that dean beeman one of the former commissioner that sort of because golf was yeah well what happened was in the late 60s jack nicholas and arnold palmer primarily they um got involved in in really starting the PGA Tour and splitting from the PGA of America, which is a whole different entity, as you know. And that's where the PGA Tour began, so that's more than 50 years right now. And Dean Beeman um, certainly took it to another level, and then Fincham took over uh, eventually from him. And now you've got Monaghan in, and i, I got to figure, you know, although Monaghan's got you know all kinds of bright legal minds behind him and this sort of a thing, I don't know that no matter how many scenarios they went over in their mind, and I'm sure they went over every one, that they could think of over the years, and, and they've got a Cracker Jack legal team, but uh, I don't know if they could have imagined that this kind of thing is happening and there'd be defections of play. I mean, you, it's hard to have respect, though, for guys like, for somebody like Dustin Johnson, who was an RBC guy and pledged um, loyalty to the PGA Tour, and uh, and then he just disappears, really. The week of the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian Open, it's not been a good time for the for RBC. They're putting on a great tournament, but unfortunate that all this has come down the same week and they lose um, Dustin Johnson primarily and also Graham McDowell who's making a bit of a fool of himself with his comments there really um, okay, so, you know, he, he, so the guys going to the live tour though like the, the the prize money is not the draw they're just being given tens of millions in some cases hundreds of millions of dollars just to just to be on the tour well, there are probably some who aren't, I'm sure there are some who aren't getting that kind of money. They, I don't even know if they're getting any, some of them, you know, some of the ones who just aren't names at all. Um, but last place is 120000 So let's say a guy plays in all, in all eight tournaments, right? There's eight tournaments on the schedule now. Apparently there's going to be 14 next year. So you play all eight tournaments and you're guaranteed... 120 grand, so there's 960,000 right there, and you might not have made 60,000 on the PGA Tour. You have, a, you might not have a place to play next year, um, and you get your way paid uh, hotels. It's true for the caddies as well. They're being treated like like kings out there. Uh, they've never been treated like this. So, you know, it's it's <coughs> excuse me, it's definitely obscene. I mean, just to talk about to have all your all we're talking about is money, money, money. And uh, as a friend of mine here in Toronto always says, and he knows a lot more about business than I do, he says, follow the money, and he's right. That's what's happening here. So what does this mean for the majors? Will they still be able to compete in the majors except the, the PGA Championship? And I, Am I understanding that correctly? Well, the USGA has already said that you know anybody who is qualified for next week's U.S. Open will still play. They're not going to go... Um, back and say that, let's say a player like Mickelson who or DeChambeau or whatever, they've qualified for the U.S. Open by the criteria that the USGA set before all of this happened. 
So, you know, I mean, it would be a just a, horror, a real legal wrangle for them to have new criteria right now and say, sorry, you're not playing because you're on the Live Golf Tour. They're going to play next week because they qualified under the conditions that the USGA set. That's not to say the USGA might not change them for next year. Who knows? I'm sure all four, you know, golf is so strange because the four biggest events in the game are not run by the PGA Tour. You know, you get right. the Masters obviously run by Augusta National. It's an invitation. Now, if Augusta National said for next year that anybody who is on the live tour is not going to be eligible for the masters and you've got uh Nicholson and Dustin Johnson who have lifetime exemptions to to the masters cuz they've won it uh, and Sergio as well um you know what happens there so it's hard to say is the Ma- is the masters going to dilute its field you might say to support the PGA tour we don't know we don't know i'm sure monahan from the PGA Tour has been on the phone with uh, a, a meeting with Augusta National, with the USGA, with the PGA of America and the PGA Championship, and uh, with the Open, the British Open, which is coming up in a month or so. And uh, anybody who has qualified for that will also, you know, I'm sure being able to be able to play in that. So it's a real hairy time. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's all so new. Really, it's just, you know, it's all just speculation right now but the shoe the, you know the pennies are beginning to drop if you can say that about something when you're talking really billions of dollars not pennies but it's just going to keep happening really it is it is and um it's just, you know and, and these these golfers i mean you know they don't read very widely they read their own press releases but you know and, and really I mean, the way in which they're dancing around these whole questions of the money that's behind this, which is really the root of it. If if it weren't the Saudi money behind this, you might say, well, this is a rival golf tour. is kind of interesting. But it just doesn't feel good at all, at all. You know, what's Greg you know. Norman? Because Greg Norman's the CEO, is he not? Like, he's really all in with this. Yeah, and I think people have lost a lot of respect, if they ever did have respect for Norman. It's a kind of a shame that he's at this, and with Mickelson, too, at this latter stages of their careers, Mickelson's still an active player. Obviously, Norman hasn't been for some time, but, you know, calling Rory McIlroy brainwashed and, you know, Nick calling Nicholas, what did he say? He said something pretty nasty about Nicholas uh, I don't know if that he's talking out of both sides of his mouth or something. It just, the whole thing seems just, it's, I'm finding it all already kind of tedious and I'm finding it um, really distasteful, you know, but then that's probably more a function of my age than anything. I mean, I don't really care about, I don't even care about seeing all these betting odds flashed at golf tournaments or at any sport events on TV and all that really, you know, but I'm sure there are probably 20 and 30 year olds who love that stuff. Uh, it just doesn't interest me. I like the results really. I like to watch it for the result. You mean to see sporting excellence. There's still something magical about that. And that I think is an element missing from live. Who cares who wins this week? Now that's not to, to say that if like they start getting top players and that sort of a thing, you know, I mean, let's say McElroy wins this week or Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian wins it. They're going to know that they built, beat, you know, some of the best players in the world. I mean, Scotty Scheffler's there. There's all kinds of top players there, Justin Thomas. Um, and, it, you know, if you're coming down the last fairway with a chance to win against a great field, that's exciting. Uh, if you're coming down the last fairway with a chance to win this live event against 48 players, probably 30 of them who have no chance of winning at all, then it's, I got a feeling it's got to feel kind of empty to them, you know, really, especially when they know they got a gigantic guarantee anyway, really. 
I mean, for guys like Mickelson and Johnson, they're doing this for their family. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, Mickelson, Johnson's made what, DJ? $75 million already on tour. I mean, I would think his family's fairly well taken care of down the line. Same with Mickelson. So I, I think they'd be better off keeping their mouth shut about stuff like that. It'd be way better if they just said, I couldn't, I couldn't turn down this kind of money. And I'm at this stage in my career, and I'm going there. And that's all there is to it. I'm an independent contractor. I'm willing to fight that in tour, and I believe I can. I have the right to play wherever I want to play. And it'll probably come down to that in, in the courts, I would think. Lauren, this you is know? really interesting to watch. I, 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 I didn't think it would reach this point, but, yeah, it is. It is I, and I appreciate your, your take on it. Uh, I, I know you have a strong opinion, so I appreciate that. Hey, I, I, we're, we're running out of time here, but thanks a lot for checking in. Let's talk some more golf throughout the season here, man. I really appreciate it. All right, nice talking to you. Take care. That is Lauren uh, Rubenstein on Inside Sports. Uh, been writing about golf for a long, long time, knows the sport very well, and uh, not a fan of this live tour that has taken some big names away from the PGA. Still several sticking with it. Certainly the amount of money is uh, a big factor. Is the competition going to be what it is on the PGA Tour? Where is this all headed? Is the live tour possibly going to take over in a couple of years? It's Inside Sports on Chet. All right, thanks a lot for checking out the show tonight. Bring a friend next time. The more the merrier. You can always get in touch at 780-496-0063. Email me, insidesports at 630ched.com. Lightning and Rangers now through two periods. Sergachev tying it up in the second period for the Lightning, his first of the playoffs at 1734, so 1-1 going to the third. The Canadian Football League season is underway. Oh, I had the score and I clicked off it. Uh, 14-7, Calgary leading Montreal with nine minutes left in the uh, second quarter. We have uh, another show coming up tomorrow. Elks game on Saturday night, 6.30 for the countdown to kick off. The action will start at 8. Elks at BC. And uh, the Oil Kings play Saturday at 7, a chance to win the championship on home ice as uh, they're up three games to one on Seattle after that dramatic victory last night. Uh, Good to have Brad Lauer on the show earlier, Brendan Cooney uh, able to travel back with the team after taking that big hit uh, in the game last night. And Dylan Gunther, one of the star players for the Oil Kings, is day-to-day going into Saturday's game. So that is the quick update there. Uh, tomorrow, I think Rob Brown's going to check in tomorrow, which we're trying. I don't know if we're going to have somebody tomorrow or not, but I, I know that a lot of people have talked about this. As a matter of fact, a, a caller after the final Oilers game on uh, what night was that? Monday buzzed into robbing me and said what is with all these gambling ads during the stanley cup playoffs so we're going to try to look at uh into that if not tomorrow we'll we'll dive into it next week a little bit dave campbell is the producer of inside sports kellen kennedy is your studio producer big thanks to nick skiller as well bob stoffer has oilers now from noon to two tomorrow my name's reed thanks for listening have a great night 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 630 chad